When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Snapback Sports Pod. On this episode, we're talking the World Series. We're recording live, bottom nine. But we're going to say the Washington Nationals are your 2019 World Series champion. No, we're not. No, we're not. Okay, maybe not. And then we're obviously talking NFL Week 9. And we have a few NBA games under our belt. So let's get into it. And down goes Frazier. Auburn's going to win the football game. Auburn's going to win the football game. Curry, way down to bang, bang. Gives it to Jenkins for the championship. And the dollar to Curry, back to Iguodala. Up to the left, oh, blocked by James. What up, fam? I'm your host, Jack Settlement from Snapback Sports on Snapchat. Joining me today, and as always, is my best friend, Abe Granoff. Abe, what's up, brother? We got a rally coming, Jack. I got it. We got the Strohs coming back in this bottom ninth, top of the lineup. And I'm not saying that because I bet on it. I'm saying it because I truly believe it. We're doing I think this. I'm going to go as far to say the Astros are dead. Congratulations. Yeah. So we got 6-2 bottom nine just starting right now. Poor Zach Granke, man. The guy's getting ridiculed his whole whole career for having anxiety and not coming up clutch in the big moments. Pitch is an absolute gem, has one mistake the entire game. Um, maybe A.J. Hinch kept him in a little too long. What did you think I about that? Think- like, the the order's coming around the third time again. So it's that hard. It's that much harder when you're seeing the guy a third I time. I would go as far to, to say that he might have pulled him too early. It was one hung changeup to one of the best players in baseball. And – did oh, you? It wasn't like he was at 100 pitches. He's at 70 pitches. Why not potentially go with your guy? Yeah, I mean, I think you either have to let him go there that entire way or you have to not let him start the sixth inning, honestly. Um, you bring in a reliever. And their bullpen, given it's had a good playoffs all year, but they give him in a tough situation, a man on base. They pretty much intentionally walked um, Soto after the Rendon home run. But um, well, that yeah, AJ Hinch couple couple questionable calls from tonight, bringing up Garrett Cole up and down the bull up and down in the bullpen all night, like trying to scare the Nationals. No, maybe? that's if anything, the one mistake he really made was not pulling the the trigger on Cole. Like if you're, I agree. I think Cole should have been the second pitcher absolutely. in the game. So we will continue to watch uh, as this game finishes out. But let's move on to NFL Week Nine as we watch the bottom nine. Um, there's one game that is going to be obviously the main focus of this podcast of this podcast. It's the goat versus the baby goat. It's finally time. It's Sunday night football, but we're going to make you wait for that. So let's just get started on the slate. We'll start in Philly. Our favorite podcast person to speak on Mitch Trubisky visits your Philadelphia Eagles. A little insight into that game, Abraham. Well, Altuve just struck out, so two down, uh, one batter to go for the Nationals to be World Series champions. But yeah, Mitch is coming to town. I've never said a bad word about Mitch. Um, I've been thinking a lot this week about karma, and 
I'm not sweating <laughs> it. I'm not sweating it. But just know that I've never said a bad word about Mitch in my life. Um, but that being said, thank God he's starting this week, right? Um, the best that was the best news we can got out of our injury report. Deshaun Jackson may come back, but um, like I said, Jack, like the Bills, they weren't pulling me back in. With just that Bills win, they still have a lot to prove. If the Eagles can go into the bye after this week five and four, I mean, right now as of today, they're a half game out of the division. I just got to start seeing the wheels on this thing turn. You know what I mean? Like I, they're one week. I think I mean they're one team one week to the next. But I'm not really worried about my boy Mitch coming. A few to things to tap into there. One, we kind of skipped over the trade deadline as nothing happened except they sent a keep <laughs> to leave to Miami to chill on 15 mil, which is very nice of the Rams, even though LA has good weather. Yeah. But uh, the Eagles, to me, didn't make a move, right? And you're saying you're not jumping on board yet, and I agree. But I do think they're going to win the division. It doesn't have to do with the Bills. It just has to do with their schedule over the second half of the year. And I think that the Eagles didn't really put together a piece to go and win a lot of tough playoff games, specifically ones on the road. But once we get in the playoffs, stuff happens. As for the Bills, talk about one of the biggest pretenders in the league, if not ever. Pro Football Focus rated the Bills actually as the worst 5-1 and one team in NFL history based off how they were beating teams and how bad they were playing against them. Um, but in retrospect, they almost beat the Patriots, and Josh Allen got hurt. So it's a it's an up-and-down, week-to-week league for uh, everyone in this league. Right. You talk about the deadline. I like that, actually. You definitely no. yourself. You found that on yeah. Twitter. Found that on Twitter. Ooh, almost hit a home run. Nope. But anyway... Um, yeah, I mean, the Eagles, would I have liked them to make a move, bring in a defensive tackle, bring in a cornerback? Yeah, sure. But at the end of the day, see, this is me just spinning it because yesterday I was so pissed we didn't make a move. But I'm curious how you can rather spin make, it. You'd rather, make, you'd rather make no move than the wrong move. How about uh, that? Sure. I think, like, your window will – your there window you will only get smaller because this was our conversation after you won the Super Bowl two years ago. You said we have two years of all our guys signed, and then that's normally what happens. Once you, no, we got one more after this year. We got one more, but not after this year through not all all your guys. Still a nice core, but that's my point. So if it's not this year, then it's absolutely next year, and then maybe next year you have to kind of push all chips in. You'll obviously still have Wentz, but then he's tied to that big deal. So. I think, and it goes for a lot of teams that didn't really make any deals on the deadline day. Like the Cowboys, that could have been a big boost to them. Interestingly enough, the Ravens were interested in Adams, but I doubt they would have given up what the Jets were at. Yeah, honestly, the biggest the biggest win from the trade deadline for me, um, I didn't really hear much coming out of Eagles camp, was just that Jamal Adams didn't go to the right. Cowboys. And I think that was I think win the biggest me. win uh, when it got when it goes league. And the huge, and the Washington Nationals are World Series champions. What a, what a series! Congrats to the Nats. No home team won a game this series. At first time ever, first time in, ever, and a road team won four road games in the in World any series. pro sport. A team won four road games. It's ne- well, not in any pro right. sport, but it's never even gone where the road team won the first uh, six games. So to get to seven all road was crazy. They were a team of destiny. I'm not a huge believer in that. But they were a team of destiny. They could not quit. Shout out Bryce Harper. He made the right decision going to Philly. He got his money. He he removed himself from a losing situation in uh, Washington. So congrats. It was always Soto's team. Now he has his own team. Congrats to the 2019 Nationals uh, World Series champs.
Um, should we talk about the Redskins now? No, I'm kidding. Um, another interesting game I have my eye on because I've been preaching that I think Pittsburgh's going to hang around and make things interesting. They are one-point underdogs at home against the Colts. A lot of people might think Colts way better team. Pittsburgh struggled against the Dolphins. They're only three and four, but I don't know. I think the Steelers are going to go and win that game potentially. Indy is up and down each week. Do you see the Colts or our boy Baker, who just lost his mind today at a press conference, being competitive over the second half of the year? You mean the Steelers. You said the Colts. No, no, no. The Steelers or the Browns. Yeah, yeah. You said the Colts, not the Steelers. But anyway, um, you know what? I do see the Browns because of how weak your division is really. Um, And I don't think the Steelers are that good. Whereas the the Browns have this very, very easy schedule um, the entire rest of the way. The Steelers, um, not so much really. They haven't, I don't really trust Mason Rudolph. Like, yeah, they had a good game against who they beat this week, Miami. Like, They've got they've got a tough schedule down the stretch. They've got the Ravens, the Rams, the Colts, um, the Browns. So I think the Browns definitely have a more favorable schedule and the talent to work in their way. But just like like you said, the whole Baker thing during the interview today, it's just a dumpster fire there. So do I think either of them will turn it around? No. Do I think who do I think is the better chance? Probably the Browns. I think that uh, I think both teams are going to make it interesting down the stretch. Honestly, I think one or both could get to eight and eight or nine and seven. The Steelers have a sneaky good defense this year, and I think that's going to keep them in games. They have some running back issues right now with just injuries, but I, I just would not look as that at them as a walkover anymore. Another big game on the slate is Chiefs versus Vikings. I think. This isn't really going to d- determine much in terms of seeding. Obviously, both teams would like a win. Do we know anything about Mahomes? I believe he's going to. I think he's doubtful. Really? I think he's doubtful. The spread kind of indicates he's going to play because the uh, Chiefs are favored. I don't see them being anything more than a pick in that situation. But uh, if he's doubtful, then I feel well, what's like. What's the spread on that? What's the spread on Chiefs that? Chiefs right minus 2.5. See, the, see, if Mahomes is playing, that kind of, to me, says it should be a bigger spread. But I, I don't know. Regardless, we'll see. Okay. So we'll we'll skip that one for now. Chiefs, big disappointment at the trade deadline as well. You thought that they could possibly bring in um, a player to make it a difference on defense because their defense has been obviously abysmal this year. Their offense is um, struggling. So they were – them and the Eagles were too. And honestly, the Browns. The Browns could have tried to do more to bring in Trent Williams for their offensive line. But um, I don't know. The Chiefs, luckily the Patriots' offense isn't that good this year, people are saying. So maybe Wait. they can beat them in a shootout. Who said that? No, the Patriots' offense is uh, probably not that amazing this all year, right. right? Don't jump like, the gun on me. Oh, I have so much loading. I'm trying to be respectful and let the listeners uh, hear the rest of the play. I'm talking about the AFC Championship okay. game that's predetermined. So you can have your fun on this week nine Sunday night football game. Okay. Um, other games to look at. I mean, there's just so many mediocre teams around the league. Tennessee's four and four. Carolina's four and three. They play. Houston's four and four. Or sorry, Houston's five and three. Jacksonville's four and four. They play. That's a huge game that could swing the division. Is Foles potentially back for that? We should have done our injury uh, research. 
Uh, we'll see how practice goes on Thursday, but um, we're not going to draw any conclusions right now. We'll talk to the media when <laughs> the doctors talk to us. A bunch of games this weekend that could definitely swing some playoff hopes. We did our uh, a playoff. bunch of games. I wouldn't mind just not watching a second of honestly. It's you know what it's going <laughs> to be on Sunday. It's going to be a perfect red zone day. You're going to get the tiny little doses of entertainment from some of these crappy games. You'll have your own team on the big screen. You'll have your red zone on your computer, on your little screen, eating up your fantasy. It'll, it'll be a good Sunday. There's, no, um, there's not a single 4 o'clock game that piques my interest. Uh, yeah, that, that's, that's Tampa Bay, totally Seattle, no thanks. Cleveland, Denver, no thanks. Green Bay, Chargers, maybe, but the Chargers stink, so no thanks. <laughs> and Detroit-Oakland. That one should be an interesting game. It's just two teams that are eh. Yeah. And then, after 4 p.m., it becomes interesting. Go ahead. 8.20 p.m. Sunday night, Eastern local time. It will be the New England Patriots 8-0. Visiting the Baltimore Ravens 5-2. and two. This is what everyone tuned in for this week. I'm sure of it. It's the GOAT versus the Baby GOAT. It's Tom Brady versus Lamar Jackson. Uh, I'm going to let you start because I need to hear what you think so that I can yell at you. Listen, what did I texted you? Never mind. But anyway, um, so the Patriots are really getting their first first test this week. I mean, you can call it mm-hmm. – we'll call the Browns a quiz last week. But I'm willing to call the Ravens a test um, for the first time. Like, the Ravens' defense, they bolstered up that great secondary even more by bringing in um, Marcus Peters with a pick six. The Patriots' offense will get a test. How's your guys' run defense been this year? Run defense has been up and down. Chubb obviously gashed us. That was inflated by two things. One, he went for that 90-yard touchdown run. Two, Brandon Williams, who's our best defensive player, actually, uh, pro bowler, right, a DT. Right. When when he's been out and he was out for that game, he's been out. He's missed two games, and teams ran for like 120 yards, and then the other four they ran for 66. Right, so, so definitely key to the game solid. right there. Key to the game right there. Very basic key to the game. The Ravens need to stop the run. If they if they start running at you with their backfield, and Sonny Michelle gets going, and they can bring in um, James White and. Burkhead playing, or is Rick he hurt? Burkhead is he hurt? Yeah. So if they can get that going and Brady can use the run game to open use- up the pass game, you're probably screwed. But at the same time, um, Nick Chubb also tore up the Patriots last week as a running back, essentially. He had two turnovers that were a little um, self-inflicting. But if Nick Chubb can do that kind of damage, it's interesting to see what this Patriots defense can do um, with Lamar Jackson. Obviously, Belichick is – I see you're you're itching to get in right now. You're itching. To no, wait. no, I'm I'm patient. Belichick, what does he do? He takes away your number one threat always and lets you try and beat you any other way. And that's clearly he's going to try and make Lamar Jackson throw the ball. He's going to try and contain it in the pocket. He can try all he wants, but Lamar Jackson in the end is obviously an unbelievable athlete and can create plays outside the pocket. So that being said, I think the Ravens win. <laughs> Why do I think the Ravens win? Because it's checkers versus it's checkers versus chess. Chances are you guys actually you're in contention for a buy right now. But anyway, if you yeah, if you want to no, go to they're, Miami, they're the ones, if dude. you want to go to Miami and play in the Super Bowl, you're gonna have to go into Foxborough. And Bill Belichick knows that. He's a smart guy, right? 
So why on earth would he show you anything about his team in a meaningless Week 9 game when they have, what, two or three games up on the Chiefs for the one seed? They're three yeah. games up on the I, one seed. They've got a cushion to lose a game. Um, so w- what does this game mean in the grand scheme of things? Where Bill Belichick can hide what he's going to do, let you think that you're getting away with all this stuff. He just has more film on you. And then come the time when Lamar Jackson has to go into Foxborough. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That yeah, being said, I, mean, I have the Ravens in this game 30-23. to 23. Okay, so I as much as I, I yelled I did pretty at you, well. about, that was pretty good. I gave no, you no, that was solid. I, that was solid. Uh, as much as I yelled at you when you said the Ravens might score under twenty, I'll yell at you. We're not going to put up thirty points. I know yeah, I they might not I didn't show. think about that honestly. Um, yeah. Okay, I'm going to change it to twenty six, twenty four. Nope, twenty seven, twenty four. Okay. There it is. <laughs> Weird score, but eventually you got there. So here's the full breakdown from my <laughs> perspective. Like you said, like you said, I'm not going to disagree. I think Belichick will probably not show everything as he shouldn't because he's thinking in two months when we do hopefully go to Foxborough that he's going to have a bunch of different stuff. He'll show some stuff to learn how the Ravens react to different blitz packages and pass protections and how but the any, can. This Sunday, you guys are his puppet doll, right? Fair. Uh, another reason why I think we're going to win the game. Um, but here, here's the keys to the game. We now have Jimmy Smith coming back off injury. He's one of our top corners. We have Peanut, who's one of our top linebackers we've been playing without. Hollywood Brown on the offensive side of the ball. And Brady struggles with one thing, and that's man-to-man coverage on the outside for guys who can cover. We now have three very, very, very good uh cornerbacks with Earl Thomas kind of playing that safety role so what we can do is play man coverage and their weapons now with Gordon out like Muhammad Sanu doesn't scare me uh Gronk used to be a matchup nightmare for everyone they don't have that so we can match up the one disadvantage we have is we're the worst passing rushing team in the league and that's really where you get Brady is when you're hitting him and getting players at his feet so you know I that's kind of the X factor to me offensively I think yeah Chubb running all over the Patriots is exciting for the Ravens because that's obviously what we're gonna do even though I don't think Belichick shows or shows it all he's not he's still gonna be trying and he takes it as a pride thing to like he loved to torture Baker last week he loved it so I think they're gonna pack the box well, that, was a little, that was a little personal thing he got that's fired my by point. the Browns like but but every week for Belichick, he has to come up with something and has had to make it personal because it's just become such a bore dominating the league. And this week, it's like people saying the Ravens, who are 5-2 and two and haven't looked that good, are going to beat the undefeated Patriots with the most stout defense in the league. So he'll probably take that and say, okay, Lamar, here's eight in the box. We're QB spying you with our top athlete. Go and beat us in the air. We have Stephon Gilmore on the outside who's going to guard. I mean, it's not like he can guard anyone good. Our receivers are trash. But... I think it'll be a low-scoring game, and at the end of the day right now, Brady on the road, I don't know if he makes the plays that Lamar can make at home, so I'd like us to win. It's going to be a close game. I kind of talked myself into a blowout, but then it's just like, it's still (laughs) New England. It's still New England. I I could talk you down. So what do we got for a score? Score is going to be, I'm saying 21, uh, no, because we're, we're the worst red zone team ever. 21 would imply three touchdowns. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say like 
Like, I really think it's an ugly, old-fashioned football game where both offenses struggle to move the ball. Will it be a snapshot? Will we have a uh, snapback experience? I think we will. Yeah, big big weekend coming up Saturday. I'm flying down to Jacksonville, actually, for Florida versus Georgia. Huge game that determines the SEC East, I believe, or what? Whichever side uh, Alabama yeah, Whichever not side on. the good teams aren't on. Um, and then flying directly to Baltimore Sunday morning to capture that. Um, the Ravens are on in all black. Once that, I will point out, Brady and Belichick have never lost to a second-year quarterback. And every time they've actually faced a quarterback like Lamar, which is, you know, a dual-threat quarterback, they've just a, just destroyed his type of style. So Okay, wait, wait, wait. Um, okay, I just changed my mind. I got 26-20, Pats. <laughs> What made you change your mind? Um, the uh, I remember the stat that you just said about the second year quarterbacks. Yeah, they've never lost. Yeah, no. I mean the closest I got that anyone to twenty Patriots. Yeah, that's. I mean, betting on the Patriots. Listen, is always a very good idea. They've been the best team in the league practically year in and year out for like fifteen years. So I can't get mad at you for that. I just think we match up. Very well. I said it last year when we were going to the playoffs against the Chargers. I said the Chargers are a nightmare matchup for us defensively, right? Because Lamar is not that good at throwing the ball, and they can put a ton in the box with these corners and safety kind of scheme. But if we face New England and we have our top-rated defense who can guard on the outside, and then we can run the ball with Lamar against the Patriots D, who's they're prone to a rushing right, attack. You're, you're living in the past, Jack. Last year is last year. The Patriots. Point is. I think uh, it's a good matchup for us, and I think we're going to win the game. I'm excited for you. Thank you. Um, All right, let's do the Thursday parlay. We'll take a little break and then hit some NBA. Let's do it. I'll start. I have my two picks lined up. Obviously, Ravens plus three and a half. See, that's so annoying because I was going to take the Eagles spread, and then if 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 you take the Ravens and I take the Eagles, it seems like a homer parlay. No, you definitely don't have to take the Eagles. I'm taking the Ravens because um, – No, well, no, first of all, I'm not going to take the Eagles now because you took the Ravens. I don't okay, want to make it seem like fine. a homer parlay, but that's not fair. That's fine. Because um, yours is so a stupid figure, pick. <laughs> Ravens plus three and a half and Jets minus three. I don't understand. Like the Dolphins, yeah, they're not that, 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 that bad. They're bad. Don't get me wrong. No, the no, Jets no, aren't no, 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 no. The Dolphins are historically bad. No, but that's the thing. They're really not. Oh, they're trying the a most... little harder now? No, that's that's actually the thing. They're trying to lose games. Like, it's very clear. They took a lead against the Steelers, and then it just went, all went to shit. It wasn't like the Steelers. They are practically trying to lose games. I don't know if the owner, GM, is calling and being like, can you stop Ryan Fitzpatrick? Like, they might bench him because he gives them too good of a chance. Now the Do- – or not the Dolphins. Now the Bengals are 0-8, and they – bench Andy Dalton, who's a million times better than this Finley, Binley, Chinley guy. Uh, they're clearly trying to tank as hard as they can. So that means that now they're facing a 1-6 team in the Jets at home. They got to turn that on. I love the Jets minus three. All right. I'm going to stick in the hometown games. I'm going to take over 42 in the Eagles-Bears game. Ugh. What do you mean, ugh? It's my pick. What do, what do I mean, ugh? I, this I, is why I, I mean just ugh. saw I just saw a, a, it popped in my head, 32 to 13 Eagles. Um, I really think the offense gets going. Deshaun returned to practice. How, listen, how, listen. I, I'm, okay. Deshaun returned to practice this week. If Deshaun Jackson goes this week, 
He's adding a whole new element to our offense. I've said it all year. We've yet to see it. It leaves the whole middle of the field open for these big guys like Zach Ertz and Alshon Jeffrey to be one-on-one in the middle of the field. He changes everything. That's what the offense is missing. I mean, the ground game for the Eagles has been spectacular. Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders has really gotten going the past few weeks. It's just we got to get the passing game going. And Car- it's not Carson's not the issue. It's just these receivers are getting doubled all over the field, and Deshaun Jackson opens everything up. If he's back this week, which I think he might be, um, regardless, I'm taking over 42 in the Eagles-Bears. And another reason being that people probably think, ooh, the Bears really good defense. Eagles supposed to be a good defense. Jerry's still out. It'll probably go under, and that's why I'm taking the over. Okay, let me just chime in. Um, I, I just don't – I would never – like, the Eagles defense isn't good. We actually do know that. It's pretty clear. And Pretty good last and week. The way, pretty good last the week. Way to, the way to take – well, that's my point. The way to take advantage of the Eagles defense is to, in the passing game, and you just can't do that when your quarterback's Mitch Trubisky. Same reason Josh Allen couldn't do it because he's not a passing quarterback. I and said then, 32 to what's 13. The it's our offense that's going to get it done. But how are you scoring 30-plus on the Bears? They still have exactly. a good defense. Exactly. Okay. Nobody thinks And your well. last pick? Oh, we're doing a little snake draft? Let no, me. I already made my two. Oh, you took the Jets minus three, right? Um, next pick, we're gonna go with Tampa Bay plus five at Seattle, plus five and a half at Seattle. Okay. Why? It just spoke to me. Okay. I mean, maybe that's me subconsciously telling you for the nope. past eight weeks that the Seahawks are really overrated, and that just snuck into your mind. Um, and I just want to remind people if they missed last episode, we record on Mondays and Thursdays or we release Mondays and Thursdays. Uh, I said that the Seahawks will miss the playoffs. So I just want people to know that. I said that too, actually. I said that too. Uh, I think you were in between them and the Rams and you didn't make a decision. We can run the tape back. Okay. So, so on the record, you think Seahawks missed the playoffs as well? Yeah. I've got the Niners and I told you one from the North, one from the West. It's going to be the Niners and the Rams. Okay, cool. Glad we're on the same page. Um, humans have been shaving for thousands of years, and the secret to a great shave, it hasn't changed much. They focus on delivering what actually matters. This is Harry's. Sharp, durable blades at a fair price. I love Harry's because it gives me a close shave, easy glide, low price. Do us a favor and check out harrys.com backslash blue wire for your free trial today. Listeners of the Snapback Sports Show can redeem their Harry's trial set at harrys.com backslash blue wire. All right, now let's hear from our friends over at ShipStation. The holiday rush is coming, and if you sell stuff online, you better get ready with ShipStation. With more people buying online than ever before, you have to be able to ship orders out quickly, efficiently, and affordably. But how do you keep track of all those orders or decide what shipping carrier to use or if you want to get the best rates? Luckily, ShipStation can help. With just a few clicks, you'll be able to manage your orders, print labels, and get those products out the door and delivered in time, right in time for the holiday season. No matter where you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface, making them really easy to manage from any device, even your cell phone. Take the hassle out of holiday shipping this year. Let ShipStation help you handle it with all e- all with ease. Oh, brain fart in that one. <laughs> Just use my offer code BLUE to get a 60-day free trial. That's two months free of no hassle, stress-free holiday shipping. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and type in BLUE. ShipStation.com, enter promo code BLUE. ShipStation.com, make ship happen. 
Obviously, we've been recording. Did we see who the MVP was? Um, they should be getting called up to stage right here. We're still waiting, still waiting um, on the presentation. We have some absolutely crazy news developing because all the Steph Curry haters in the world are about to lose their mind. So as you know, the Suns went on a 30-1 to run in the first quarter. In Golden State, they're dominating them. And just reported Steph Curry headed back to the locker room with an apparent wrist injury. He's done for the night. The NBA NBA champion, Uh, San Francisco. Well, not San Francisco. Well, before we get into that, I just want people... I was I was teeing it up for you because I know Steph haters love to like the word on Steph is that when anything goes wrong, it's just this this uh, mystery injury or this sneaky I mean, it, little injury. It is that perfect comes around timing. They didn't have it. Yeah, it is perfect timing. Um, it happened 15 minutes ago, but yeah, that's definitely what we should address on the NBA side of things. My NBA champ. Wow, Steven Strasburg MVP. Shocking. I thought it would be Soto. I really did. Mm. Um, hold, please. I said no transfer Strasburg. Abe says, I don't think so. Well, Jack was right again. I said, I don't think Jack so. Jack was right again. Uh, you also went Soto. Good for him. Yeah, I think he did. I, th- I thought it should no. be Soto. He batted 350 in the World Series, seven RBIs. Uh, yes, and Rendon, I think, had eight or something. So it was very tough to pick. And... I think what they do now in the World Series, I don't think it's how it should be, but I think they kind of factor in, like, performance before just the World Series. So, like, they're kind of running with this. No, it's definitely the World Series. I I know that, but I'm saying they factor in the fact that Strasburg was, like, he had five starts and five wins with a sub, whatever. He's, like, one of the greatest postseason pitchers of all time. Um, I don't hate it. I would have loved him see loved to see him pitch the ninth tonight just for uh, I th- I think Soto got absolutely robbed. I mean, if you're gonna say robbed. that though, what's your reasoning? Because Rendon had another RBI than him and had way more clutch hits. I mean He started Soto the rally was, tonight. He started Soto's the stats right now. Huh? Soto was it from the start of the series. Got the series started with three RBIs in yeah. game one. He how many hits do you have? Nine hits in the series, seven RBIs. Batting 350. Rendon batted, what, 280 in this series? I mean, I don't know. I think Soto got robbed. Um, Well, Soto is amazing, and it was super fun to watch him play. Uh, Baseball, like, if they'll just let their guys go, baseball could be – I mean, it's never going to be, like, great to watch 162 games. But when it comes playoff time, like, last night, Bregman carries his – bat to first Soto mocks him by doing the same after he hits a home run and all these baseball historians and and these straight edge guys are like this is horrible for the game like no it's not this is great for the game it's entertaining like the WNBA it's always going to be it's always going to be a localized league and localized sports if your team is in it then there'll be more people interested in baseball but it's too long of a season it's too long of a game for these teams for these fans to get invested for 162 games when your team is below average. I mean, it's just – it'll always be that type of sport. It's, it's a shame tough. because right. these playoffs have been unbelievable. Yeah, and they tend to be. Back to the Warriors real quick. A tale of two ends. Uh, they beat the Pelicans by 11 and look really impressive on Monday night. And then tonight they come back and get smacked by the Suns. So the Suns are actually playing pretty well. They've beaten the Clippers this year. Um, and Aiden's been suspended for the past couple games. So. 
Yeah, it, it definitely is not looking promising for Golden State. After they won, they were 1-2 and two on Tuesday. It looked like, okay, let's relax now. It's back to panic mode. I don't know. I think we just got to continue to give it a little, little time. I, I but it is not looking good. I don't think anybody, any key bench piece is coming through that door to help that team. I don't think any defensive stud is coming through that door anytime soon. Definitely not okay. looking good. Well, why don't I asked you on Monday? Do you want to? Do yeah, you no, say yeah. They're, I mean, I'm gonna, they're dead. The Warriors okay. are dead. You're ready to go for that. I'm ready to go for it. I'm ready. Sometimes you just okay. you can't be afraid. But why don't we move on to UFC? Because UFC 244 started early tonight at the Wells Fargo Center with Joel Embiid and Carl Anthony Towns. How about that, man? Joel Embiid is my king. My absolute king, getting the crowd going after Cat swung on him, missed. They went tackle to the ground. You saw the video of Ben Simmons putting him in a chokehold. Yeah. I saw a tweet. It was like, just so we know, Ben Simmons utilized the chokehold with his right arm. Just saying. But, um, I mean, look, Sixers, only undefeated team in basketball maybe. Oh, no, the Spurs are 3-0. We're 4-0. I want to hear your thoughts on my on my Sixers thus far this year. Sixers look good for sure. Um, yeah, they've looked impressive. They play really good D. I said it from the start. I think they're pretty much a walk into the finals type of thing. I think that if they get a team like the Clippers, they'll probably be overmatched in terms of experience and scoring and a team that can play just as well defensively and a better coach. Outside of that, I probably like the Sixers against most teams. I I mean, LeBron and co have rebounded. They get Kuzma back on Friday. But, uh, you know, other teams like the Rockets have just – they're not meshing correctly the yet. They haven't played stink. a lick of – The Bucks stink. The Bucks stink. Um, the Celtics, I think, are going to have a good year, but you guys took care of them handily on opening night. So, uh, like, I mean, there's teams like the Raptors who are off to a strong start – the NBA's it's been pretty good. Like the Suns beat the Clippers. The Jazz looked horrible against the Lakers, and then the Jazz come back and they can be impressive on other nights. Yeah, it feels so, like we said this we said this the other night. It feels like there's a lot less blatantly tanking teams. Like there's yeah, a bunch of teams is, with a lot of young talent that know they're not gonna win games, but still want to show that they have promise and they're trying night in and night out, which is all you can ask for. I think the biggest question mark for both of us is probably like, what's go with the Pacers and the Nets? Um, they stink. I mean, Miles Turner goes down with a non-contact. Yeah, but even today. that, they haven't looked good all year. Yeah, but I'm saying I don't want to assume, but it it seems like it could be a season-ending thing. If that's the case, to me, he was their second. I think I, I think player. I saw just sprained ankle. I think he might be fine. Okay, so if that's the case, I, I still give them time. I think they figure it out. The Nets, on the other hand, this is what I preach coming into the year. Kyrie's a really good basketball player. He's not the greatest teammate. And I'm not saying, like, he's unfriendly. I'm saying just his style of play can ruin kind of a team, as it did in Boston. Boston's thriving with Adam as Kemba is more of a passer, but still can score. Um, I just don't think they're anything more than a six seed or something this year and a first-round exit. Obviously, their big plans are for when Durant comes back. Yeah, I mean, listen, we're four games into the season. I don't think we need to say the sky is falling for any team that's not named the Golden State Warriors. But, um, yeah, it's just it's just a lot of hero ball. Whereas last year you saw with the Brooklyn Nets, they were one of the more interesting stories because they were just like a bunch of good players learning how to win together and coming up together. But now you have Kyrie – 
similar to what he did in Boston, coming in and just being the main show. Um, I think they're good enough talent-wise to figure it out. I also think Kenny Atkinson's a really good coach. Um, Kyrie's currently averaging 37.7 points. That needs to come down. That needs to come down about, about 14 <laughs> for them to be in a good position to win games, in my opinion. If Kyrie's getting them 23 to 25 a night, that's what you can ask for. I mean, you got guys like Karis LeVert who's averaging 20 points, Dinwiddie is 17. So it really seems that maybe just Kyrie's usage rate is way through the roof and they got to get back to uh, that team ball. I'm not too worried about Brooklyn. I mean, obviously you are because you weren't as big on them coming the year as I was, similar to how I think that Indiana just isn't that good and this won't hold up. This will hold up for a while. Yeah, I think I figured out the NBA. So this is, I mean, and I think actually, ironically, it's, you know, some things, it doesn't always come from success. You learn from failures and watching the Knicks night in and night out. I figured out the NBA. You can, you can pretty much everyone in the NBA, if you play good defense and you drive and you don't turn the ball over and you kick for open shots, the players are good enough to make them right. So you really just have to focus night in and night out. But then, so that's why a team like the Nets last year thrived, right? They have like the team aspect, they have good coaching, they play good defense. But when it comes to the playoffs and you don't have that killer and the guy who can go and get a bucket, this is what happens to the Knicks every night in the fourth quarter. This is what happens to other crappy teams like the Cavs. If that, was the, Knicks, if that was the Knicks' because only you don't problem, have... you guys would be in good shape. I mean, uh, it's, not, it's definitely okay, not our yeah. only problem. I didn't know where you were going with it's that. De- <laughs> it's definitely not our only problem. But I'm saying turn that on onto the uh, like when it comes finals or semifinals, like you see it. Giannis can't go and get a shot at any time. Kawhi Leonard can. Um, and I think that's the difference. And Kyrie can. So that's why if they get to the playoffs, I think it gives them more of an opportunity than a team like last year. But I just think over the course of an 82 game season, it's tough when you're playing that type of ball night in and night out, which is why I think the Clippers are masterfully built, right? Really good defense, scorchers off the bench. And then if it's go time, you have Kawhi Leonard. And then if he's locked down, you have Paul George who can hit big shots. So that's why I just think they're crap. Right. I mean, I still think that Brooklyn and Indiana are good again in the playoffs. It's just the nature of the of the Eastern Conference. But at what point is like like when do we stop caring after is it past the two seed, the three seed? Like who actually is a solid team and who's just happy to be there come April, you know what I mean? Right. So I think that's where Boston becomes interesting because you have that team aspect. They need help down low, no doubt, but you have that really good team chemistry, good defense, good coach in Stevens. And now, you know, you have you have the unselfish nature of Kemba, but you also have the shot maker of Kemba. Whereas Kyrie, he was taking the ball out of people's hands a little too early. Tatum's getting his minutes. Hayward's now playing better. Like they have 82 games to really develop and become a good team. And they are loaded with talent. So they're an interesting yeah, they're, team they're to bench, kind of watch out bench, for. Uh, it doesn't do it for me. I think they're weak in depth. I, but you guys don't have a good I disagree match, with that's that. That's the thing. I disagree There's really with only that. one team in the. Because How? you, we have a like to defensive that. player of the year candidate and Matisse Thibel coming off the bench. Um, we've got guys who are coming in. I know you just wanted to slip that in. I mean, I'm glad you stats. did. Leads the league in deflections and steals. No, no, I'm not. But anyway, um, you got a guy like Mike Scott. Listen, I don't think this will be our bench going to the playoffs. We're going to make a move at the deadline. 
But when we know that rotation shortened and you only need eight players come June, nine players, and chances are we're going to have five of the best ten players on the court at all times just with our starting lineup. Like, it's that – like, we're – so, so okay. So this is like classic Abe. Like you, you, your point was that the Celtics don't have a bench, and then I referenced. No, the I think we have a better bench. bench than than you that. just told me the. How about that? Okay. There you go. Interesting. <laughs> I, I'm not going. Yeah, not you don't want. You don't want to disagree. I'm just. You don't want to throw those I, hands. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. Um, anything else from the NBA? Uh, I think we're good in the NBA. Sixers heading out west. Do we got any uh, big marquee matchups coming up this weekend in the NBA to look forward to? Let's check it out. Uh, Bucks and Celtics was a good one tonight. We got the Clippers jazz up right now. Nothing really popping out to me this weekend. But I feel like later in the NBA is when you get when ESPN this Saturday night is- comes on. You can really get the marquee matchups. Yeah, that's after football. Yeah, they're saving. They're saving this weekend for the good one, Sunday night football. I know you'll be or tuned, in. tuned in. All right, baby goat on three, one, two. Oh, you three. know what? Actually, one more thing for the Snapback family before we sign off. It's just past the the midnight hour on the East Coast. I'm recording in Philadelphia. Jack in New York. I think you are. To the Snapback mm-hmm. fam. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween out there. Eat some candy. Enjoy today. When you'll be listening to this, it'll be Halloween. It's actually Halloween as we're recording. So happy Halloween. What are you what are you gonna what are you gonna be for Halloween? What am I gonna be for Halloween? I am going to be a a three and D specialist and I'm going to camp outside the Sixers training facility and hope that they sign me. And that's the great bench that Abe was referencing. <laughs> oh, I'm not a bench player. <laughs> not for the bench, for the lineup. Oh, for the starter. And that makes sense. You gotta um, you gotta go as a, that, you gotta go as a clown to the to the Ravens game. I'm just gonna go I'm gonna go as a clown to work tomorrow. I'm just gonna show up in the next shirt I'm wearing. There you go. That's the attitude. All right, Snapback fam. Episode forty of the pod. Other things Udonis uh, has kind of running out. Udonis has them forty. We're kind of running out of players that are number 40, but uh, other things that are over 40, Tom Brady and his washed up right arm. So we will see you. Are are we going to be able to record after the game Sunday night? I think we might have a little juice left on us. Okay. I'll have juice coming off the huge win, and the people are going to want to hear from me, win or lose. You we'll we'll see how you're working. You better be knocking on wood. All right, snap back then. I'm going to bed. Matt's won the World Series. I lost a little bit of money. Peace. Peace.